It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 304, Jesus Takes a Vacation and the Healing of a Canaanite Woman. Hey everyone, after a long break, about two months, um, Jesus actually, funny enough, Jesus takes a vacation in this episode, and I ended up taking uh, um, about two months off this podcast, so um, sometimes you need a break, but no worries, we are back. Now, Jesus has taken a break. I imagine Jesus went to the beach or the seashore, or he took a break with his disciples. Uh, he's up in near Tyre and Sidon. Uh, and after a much-needed break, in the process, he goes from place to place. And we only know of the, this due to a miracle he performs. And through the process, we learn something about healing as a whole. Uh, but it, it's fascinating to me that Jesus will actually go to Tyre and Sidon, way out of Israel. He's called to the people of Israel. Right, so that's his calling to actually go there. You know, eventually, you know, the gospel is going to go to the Gentiles. But at the moment, he's there for Israel and to preach to them, to bring up the disciples there. And <laughs> but a, a woman approaches him and wants healing. Um, and there's this funky message going on here about you know Jesus even says, "I've called. I'm called to the people of Israel, not to you." But he's in a foreign land himself taking a vacation. So even as he gets a break, he performs a miracle. And it's fascinating to me. We only know about the vacation and the time away from Israel because the miracle is actually recorded. All right, Mark seven twenty four. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, For such a reply you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. It's an unusual dialogue. But Matthew 15, it's got a lot more to it. It calls the woman a Canaanite, which means a whole lot more. It basically means she worships idols like the people before Joshua back in the day. Um, it, it actually says this, that she's a Canaanite woman, and by doing this, it's implying she's a very strong idol worshiper. It could even apply because he's near Tyre and Sidon. There's a connection even to Jezebel um, and uh, Baal worship. Not surprising, right? But that because that's kind of part of what the Canaanites did before. Um, so she's not a friend of God. She's not an Israelite. She's not a Jew. She's not a worshiper of God, but she's pursuing Jesus because she knows he does miracles. Not because he's God, but because she wants a miracle. 
Matthew 15:22. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out to us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Super, super interesting. Jesus ignores her, then says, I was only sent to the children of Israel. It's hard to understand because it's almost offensive because Jesus' answer is, is just in your face denying her miracle. But not in her face. He's actually kind of ignoring her. But whenever things don't make sense, it's important to not get offended even as the reader, but to press in to understand what's really going on. And typically, typically there's a great revelation when you dig in deeper. In this case, the first thing's obvious. Jesus ignored her. Now, the second account of Matthew actually says that she called him the son of David, which is implying he's actually the Messiah, which will almost blow your mind too, right? But ever feel like God is ignoring you? Well, he isn't. Sometimes he's testing us, or perhaps there's a delay in the answer, but he's always listening and he's always waiting for us. Perhaps he is even acting like he isn't paying attention. In the case of the Canaanite idol worshiper, well, perhaps Jesus, God in the flesh, was, was treating her like she'd been treating him for the last 30 years of her life. But Jesus gave in. Why? Because of persistence and boldness with a bit of wit. Jesus was actually impressed with her faith, her language, and her wit. And that's why she got her healing. It was persistence. The other thing that Jesus said that seems off was his statement, I've only been called to the lost sheep of Israel. Sounds great, but really, Jesus, your death on the cross was for the whole world, but it's more about timing. Right now, until the, the Jews reject Jesus, he is only for the lost children of Israel. But check these verses out. Proverbs 4.20 My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto thy sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all your flesh. Proverbs 4.2 says, The word of God is health to your flesh. Furthermore, in the margin of the 1611 edition of the King James Version, the alternate reading for health in this case, actually, in the margin of this King James 1611 edition says medicine. The word of God is medicine to your flesh. Now think about it. The word of God is medicine to your flesh. So go back. This Proverbs is addressed to my son. So it implies my family listen to the word for it is medicine. The implication here is that healing is for God's family. It is God's provision to provide healing for his family. Now, if this seems weird, think with me. The tree of life in the garden, which gave them eternal life, was 
was there with them in the garden at the very beginning. They lost access to it. But this connection to God, heaven on earth, gave them eternal life. It was for his obedient family, but as they sinned, decay and death came into the world when the tree of life was taken from them. At the same time, it says all life comes from God, and the breath of life comes from God himself. So when believers call out to him, he often heals them. And it's all through the New Testament. Now, Old Testament has many miracles, but New Testament, it's just like an abundance because Jesus, God in the flesh, is just walking amongst them. Miracles happen all the time today. They really do. After all, we worship an eternal God. If you doubt me that God's doing miracles and you're saved, you already had a miracle happen to you. God gave you a new heart for him and changed the course of your life. It's the greatest miracle. You, maybe you haven't had a broken bone miraculously healed or, or you were blind and now you see. Perhaps not. Some have and some experience these things and I rejoice because of it, but healing is for God's children. It's his life. It's, it's the, the Holy Spirit that dwells within us as believers gives life, life to our mortal body. It's a taste of the eternal that dwells within us as we experience his fullness. So when this idol-worshiping lady is nagging Jesus like a doctor, heal my daughter, heal her, heal her, he ignores her. Because most likely she's been ignoring him her whole life, worshiping other gods. They're not family. And it's obvious with the Canaanite comment, if it didn't say a Canaanite woman. Basically says, an idol-worshiping woman went to God for healing. I almost imagine her dressed like a really dark woman locked in witchcraft. And it's great she's going after God, but she's going after him as if you're going to a, a doctor. She persists, she persists, but in something in the heart of God, finally reacts to her. The nagging, endless prayer, it works. <laughs> it works, and she gets her way. Not because of the nagging, but the reality that the religious leaders refused to admit that Jesus held the true power of the universe in his hands. And that's why she went to him over and over. She knew it. She respected him. She honored and begged for a touch why, how could he in any way deny her faith? Matthew fifteen twenty five, The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dog eats the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Just like Gideon tested God three times, and in turn, he was tested three times. This lady begged for God to heal her daughter and received his turned face. She cried out. She was told God was only sent to Israel. But her response was persistence, wit, and a resilience capturing the attention of God in the flesh. 
woman, you have great faith. Shipra's faith has a power that crosses all boundaries, all demographic norms and rules created by society and even religion. This is what faith is. It's the great equalizer. Everyone has the right to faith, the right to choose free will, and faith is what breaks the bonds of legalism, religion, and brings heaven to earth. Jesus's response to her faith is an answer to prayer, almost as if Jesus said to himself, okay, well, this message is for the Jews now only, but I know they will reject me. And hey, Rahab was let in, and Ruth and so many others. Very well, your request is granted, not because of your race, gender, religion, but your faith your remarkable faith, which transcends all realities, all understandings. May we, as the listeners out there, have incredible faith. It's such a repeat message in the Gospels. I pray for everyone. Give us faith to move mountains. It's all over the Gospels. It's about faith, faith, faith in the Son of Man, God's authority over everything, and our trust in Him. Increase the faith of all the listeners out there. Grow us in your faith. Grow us in your power. Grow us in your wisdom. Release your peace over our lives, God. Thank you for everyone out there. Bless them in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to check out the website, messagetokings.com. Uh, or if you want to chat or connect with us, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.